I was asked to go to a warehouse and they were testing a new packaging system, kind of a dry topic. And for people who are not passionate about it to watch it, we just had a little fun with it. Welcome back, everybody. Richard Baker, Shanghai-based founder of Collector Responsibility, here today with another edition of the, Sh the Sustainability Ambassador podcast. This episode, I am joined by Tim Sweeney, who is the global head of brand narrative and communications for Solomon Sports. Through this role, he's responsible for developing the content for social media, developing Solomon TV episodes, developing the global PR messaging, and works with athletes to support their story across a range of sports and activities that are core to their brand. I came across Tim's work last year when he started a new series on sustainability sustainability at Solomon around different topics related to the brand, the products, and the community. I'm excited to have Tim here to talk about kind of the work he's been doing as a storyteller, how he came across this, you know, some of the rules around sustainability or some of the, the takeaways around how do you tell sustainability in the right way. Welcome to the show, Tim. It's really great to have you here. Talk about the work you're doing there and kind of how you got into this. And as a starting point, it'd be great if you could introduce yourself and a little bit of the work that you do at Salman. Yeah, thanks, Richard. I'm happy to join you. And uh, thanks for watching the videos. I appreciate it. So my job is like digging into the brand here in NC and beyond, identifying the, the, the stories from athletes to brands, uh, product stories, that sort of stuff. And on the other side is the the content development. So working now it's communications works closely with social media and mm -hmm. here with sports marketing and that sort of stuff. So knowing what's coming down the down the pipeline for Solomon yeah. and identifying like how we might tell a story, whether that's through PR, through social content, through Solomon TV episodes, we can tell our stories in a lot of ways. Before the series started, and maybe even currently, where does sustainability sit within the brand itself? And what was the push or what was the pull that was coming through that said, okay, we need to tell this series. Yeah, I can, I can kind of put my finger on one key moment for you. First year I was with the brand at something called the Mountain Collective. So that's where we gather all of our free ski athletes. We talk about many things, marketing, you know, brand, yeah. product development, that sort of thing that they play a role in. And I remember someone asking, what's the brand doing in the area of sustainability? And then mm -hmm. another one asked, and then another one, and we didn't have a lot of uh, answers at the time. So yeah. we came back here to NC and we, we started talking to the product teams. And um, what we yeah. learned is that we did have a lot of stories we just weren't talking about them so we never release or talk about something until it's until it's finished it has to be right. perfect and most cases around the topic of sustainability things are never perfect what was the vision for the series and how did the episodes kind of come together through that through that vision? Um, I was asked to go to one of our, our warehouse, a big, big warehouse that's about an hour from, from here in France that ships to all of Europe. And they were testing um, a new packaging system. And it was one guy with a phone. We just kind of decided to make it a little bit fun and cheeky. It wasn't like, I'm not trying to be a stand-up comedian, but it was kind of a dry topic, you know? And for, and mm. for people to, who are not passionate about it to watch it, we just had a little fun with it. Like, and we came back with this, we used it on social media and our social media manager said, Hey, this is like pretty clever. We should maybe make a series. And how did you approach it? Because again, like you weren't a technical sustainability person, you weren't a technical product person, but you have to learn to tell that story. Like how did you get started? And how did you even like come up with concepts? We kind of got everybody together to say like, what are we working on? What's coming down the pipe? And myself yeah. and another guy from, from brand were there to just kind of like take it all in and say, Oh yeah, that's, that's a cool story that mm -hmm. that can be interesting 
thing for people. When can we actually talk about it? When it comes to like writing and, and creating the episodes, we kind of identified the story. Say we had, you know, these two or three things might make a cool episode. The first time was myself and a former colleague named Loic. We would just sit down for a few hours and probably spend a couple of weeks with emails, gathering facts from different parts of the company, the people who were involved in the story and say, who, who can do this on camera with us? Who's mm. eager to, who's not? Um, <laughs> and what are the facts? So we would build like a skeleton with sort of the, the, challenge that was addressed and then how do we solve it like you said it can be it can be dry so you wanted to find like bridge from the dry moments with a yeah. little bit of like fun or keep it quick fast moving like walk and talk like west wing or something like that yeah that that helped i think the viewing did you have concerns or did you see risk maybe telling the story the wrong way like was that something you were worried about or were you, did you just say that you know like, we're just going to tell the story along this process and that's that's our starting point i was for sure nervous less nervous when we had an expert on board it can't be overstated how important that position is like mari law is yeah. truly an expert and she can say like, we can say this, we can't say this and and that. So we would go to her beforehand, like in the scripting process and say, here's the facts of what we're going to tell in the story. And then, you know, she would laugh at some of the premises or little jokes we had in there and and uh, say, you guys are crazy. But overall, it was about like her, she's sort of our checks and balances. So when you started this process, how did you view success? Like what were you looking to accomplish and how were you trying to measure that? To like let you know, like, okay, we're on the right path. We're going to keep going along this journey. Of course, you can look at the view. You can look at the, the watch time and we were quite happy with all that. Some of the surprising elements of it were the internal kind of uh, morale around the topic. I couldn't believe all the feedback we got on it. Yeah. From a HR standpoint, I was told from by the HR team that a lot of the employee, the potential new employees when they were going through the interview process were bringing up this sustainable series all the time. And yeah, that that was quite gratifying in a way and unexpected, I would say, all those sort of touch points. One thing I noticed is that you didn't mention anything about trying to convert sales or look at consumer or was that something that you guys thought of up front? Was that ever a consideration? Yeah, it's more about building, I think, brand loyalty, if you will. And of course, that leads to sales down the road. Yeah. But it's also about building a connection with young people because we know that the topic is really important. It's no secret, I guess, that people uh, vote with their with their purchases in some way, yeah. you, it's, you don't have to look far to understand like what's important to these people, you know? How did you plan an episode? What? How long was it taking? Were you writing scripts? Did you have shoot lists or was it really run and gun? From start to finish, yeah, it was like build a very loose script, but fact-based, you know, heavy mm -hmm. on the facts and how we want to present the the challenge that, that these teams were battling. The first one was a Nordic ski. And we said from the start, like skis are really difficult to do in a sustainable way way but we are making progress and so yeah was featuring some recycled plastic in the core so it's quite innovative let's say and then dug deeper kind of into that topic scripting it out with facts identifying who can do the storytelling for us and then on the day you know a shoot we might write it in say an afternoon and then on the day it might we might spend a day shooting it a day and a half day something like that getting yeah. everything we could where we could um doing something outside because of course people watch our channels like to see the outdoors so yeah and then on the day it's like you know you have the shot list in hand and we're moving from this to this to this like checking things off off, but often it was like, well, we said this in a pretty straightforward way. We understand it. Like maybe we could say it this way. It might be kind of funny or different, or um, maybe not the words of the message are funny, but the the cut from one area to the other or the transition could be mm -hmm. done in a fun way just to like, like I said, bridge that gap from the serious 
information to the next piece of serious information. Yeah. And then, you know, we'd think up ways to make it engaging, but often while we were there and we had a cameraman, Julian, um, and he was kind of my barometer. Like if he said it was good, then we moved to the next thing. What are some of the lessons that you learned about how to tell the sustainability story the right way? Are there some core principles? Are there things you should definitely avoid? What, what are some of the kind of key takeaways you have? There are some sort of core things to telling stories that remain. I guess I talked about like identifying the challenge and then you know displaying the solution. When it comes to sustainability, I guess relying on the experts. Um, we had a lot of them. We have a sustainability director. We have product people who know far more about it than me. We have mm-hmm. athletes as well. So I really relied on them and and tried to be clear about the fact that like I wasn't the the expert. I'm more the, right. the vehicle to tell the stories and treat it like I was being a reporter, you know, like what can I learn? Um, so like if I'm learning, then the viewer's probably learning as well. Yeah, that obviously the, the truthfulness of it, uh, people are very willing to call you out on this. So just being honest. And um, I think being honest isn't just like, only telling the stories that you have it's it's also saying we haven't solved this yet Mm. and but we're working on it you know when we had a tangible thing to show people that really resonated even if it was a concept for something we were working on right Um, right we've done it recently with a project that i I think i shared with you around Mm -hmm. this this new thing trash is gold it's called where Mm -hmm. our our teams our product teams have lent like looking through product waste and like like literally in the bins of, of where the product mater- and unused material goes and saying like, what can we make with this? It's been incorporated a bit into the sidewall of a new ski called the attic ski for, for next um, winter, but mm-hmm. um, it's still really work in progress, but we're like, well, right. we should show this because it's, it's really cool. You know, the, the stuff yeah. they're doing is. What feedback were you getting positive? Like what, what feedback are you like, Hey, can we learn more about this issue? Thank you for highlighting this. And then how did that maybe inform you on say future episodes or how did that maybe you relay that? back internally and say, hey, our people that are watching this really care about this issue. Can we show more? Can we do more? How that feedback make its way back into the organization or into the the future stories? One, it got people in the building a little more like comfortable with telling their story. And we could do that through the YouTube comments and things like that. We could see, hey, this is cool. What about this? And then go kind of seek it out and maybe apply that or work that into a future episode if it applied to the topic. So that, and we ended every episode saying like, if you have questions or comments, put them below. And that can be scary, of course, at the beginning, because you know, there's going to be some people uh, ripping you apart. That's the beauty of that social media, you know, this platforms where you post this content is people will tell you what they think or what they want to know. And then you can go kind of find the answer. And and we did try to respond to every comment where there was a question like that, like, what are you working on in this or, or provide a link if there's information somewhere on it. I think, I think a lot of times, you know, I work with a lot of brands on this and I've always said Patagonia is a great example of how they just put everything out there. And over years, they've developed that trust with their community that they can highlight that they have a challenge and then take that feedback constructively without the, you know, the the trolls or whatever coming back and just pounding them for, for failing. Right. And I'm curious, you know, when you're doing that, you're not the expert, you're learning through the process, you're, you're learning to be kind of vulnerable as a brand, you're getting this feedback. What's the lesson for you in doing that? Like, are you now more confident? Is the brand now more confident? to be a little bit more open and to tell the story a little bit more like incomplete than it was before. 
Yeah, I think for sure. I think it's emboldened people even in the company to like ask the company to do more, you know, mm -hmm. not not because of the series per se, but just because we've, you know, begun talking about it, um, especially yeah. young people in the company. It's really, really important to them. This pride of working on the on these these uh, products and mm -hmm. being able to like share these stories. I mean, there's one guy who was a few months away from retiring and he was working on this project uh, around a ski ski boot shell and that, that we've released recently which is using recycled parts in the shell this mtn touring range just came out this past winter and um he told the guys in one video not, not in the series but that this was like his career coming full circle um which is really interesting from a guy who's awesome. about to retire versus like a 25 year old who you know the topic is super important to like how, how how do you how do you view your professional experience now or to other communicators like is this a core topic that they need to really either understand within their company or be able to tell that story are we still not quite there yet yeah for me it's become gosh probably 30 percent of the the communications and, mm. and brand storytelling that i do we have weekly kind of editorial me meetings with a small group of people and it's probably 30 percent of what we talk about you know these are kind of like real-time topics that come up that we might need to address and long-term things we want to talk about in the future and it's not just innovation you know it's also like community aspect of the brand um what yeah. we're doing with you know ngos and things like that and how we want to talk about it and you know being sure that yeah we have the right to speak about these these topics that's important but i think for sure to answer your question at least in this space and i know in some some companies where you would think it doesn't even apply they're mm -hmm. spending you know huge amounts of time and money on these topics um, so i mean you're doing all this work now and you have all this engagement happening how much of it's going to be kind of maintaining a broad kind of systemic look versus say issue or product focus and how do you calendarize or prioritize this going forward does it just take the feedback and run with it and try and maintain the momentum or do you tackle new issues and hope to build you know a little bit further as you go out in this sustainability series that you um that you're asking about was nine episodes we've kind of yeah. like moved on from that now and it's less about a series and more um they might call always on topic mm. where we're going to tell tell these stories just as part of who we are and and now we're going to try and tailor those stories through the lens of the people who are who are doing the work um so if it's someone who's working on a really innovative product showcase that person and their work or someone who's done some work yeah. the community um and and how they've done it and the impact they've made sort of i guess yeah an evolution of what we did in the past you know um how did you approach the distribution of these videos i mean you put it up and let it go or did you have to uniquely approach distribution because of the topic of sustainability to to further the engagement yes we did and um it was quite a concerted effort from the start so it's not just about like creating that video you know yeah. editing 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 it down till it's tight and you throw out all the junk and the bad jokes and things like this that don't <laughs> don't work um but also on the day of shooting we would try to create some social content using the phone and behind the scenes stuff and and we were also getting athletes involved which is something i didn't mention yeah. earlier but that's crucial like we have a portfolio of athletes who um i alluded to at the beginning they're super passionate about about this topic yeah. so then you have kind of a built-in distribution system as well because athletes have followers they can share the content for us i'll tell you what linkedin was also really surprising to me how many people yeah. viewed it there and mm -hmm. you know you get people like designers and product developers and it's an area that i'm not super attuned to but i would yeah. see people tagging another colleague or something tagging in the comments like check this out which is kind of cool and then yeah. even from that we've had 
companies approach us for partnerships on products or that sort of thing. So that's another way that's it's awesome. kind of paid dividends just by, by putting the stuff out there, you know? It's something that a lot of, when I talk to communications professionals or I see with other brands and the work that they're trying to do, like oftentimes they'll overcomplicate it or they're oversimplify. Everyone's trying to find their own way. And when I, when I was watching the series, I just felt like the use of the materials in the space with the experts, just even if you weren't covering 100% and giving me all the information, you were giving me a hook that I could tie into throughout the supply chain, throughout the product chain. And that was a unique approach that I had not seen before. And I didn't know what your role was at the time, but I could tell that you were you were telling a story, but you weren't trying to be a wonk, which is what a lot of people try to do. So, man, I give you a lot of, a lot of credit for the, the work that you, you did and you, and you deserve to be the face of sustainability for a little bit through that series, but I also I, I do look forward to seeing. Man, oh, thanks! Really, much I really appreciate uh, it. I appreciate the kind words because I know you do a lot of uh, digging around on this topic and uh, viewing all that. There's a lot of content out there, so it's hard to stand out. But for sure, I, I was a bit nervous going into it. Like, am I qualified to to talk about this? And even even now, you know, sitting here with you, but um, it's fun to it's fun to tell the stories. Mm -hmm.